Oh, I'm reunited and it feels <laughs> real weird. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's my favorite version of that song. Reunited <laughs> and it feels real weird. Everybody and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Paul. What number is this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it 27? It is 20... I don't know. You don't know either? Oh, my God. Okay, hold on a second. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> you just gave me shit. Yeah. I didn't give you any shit. I was laughing because I don't know either. I was hoping I one of us knew. <laughs> I think it's 27. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Hold on a second. Wow. Uh, talk some amongst yourself out Pro- there in podcast land while we look professional up which podcasting. one we're at. Where are we now? If you can tell, we are really prepared today. Yes. This podcast brought to you by Preparation. H. No. No. 20, we are at uh, episode 26. Ugh. 26. I was one off. You were one off. Uh, but episode 26, how about that? That's still pretty good. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what the next one's going to be? Um, 27? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hi, Puka. Puka. We were just talking about how there were no cats around, and then the moment we start start talking, cats yeah. abound. Hi, Puka. She is uh, drawn to it. Yes, Puka likes the uh, the international fame of being on our podcast. International. Well, I think we have one listener. <laughs> um, we have a good show for you today, uh, but let's first off talk about. What's starting this week? It is week seven of the QuizFix Summer Invitational. Yeah, it has been heating up. And if you're playing in the tournament, there are only three weeks left. This week included? Yes, this week. Seven, eight, and nine? Seven, eight, and nine. Whoa. Yeah, so check out the standings, quizfix.net slash tournament. If you are anywhere in the top 30, I would say you still have a shot at getting in, but you're going to need to get out and get some qualifying stuff. I know there might be some teams out there near the top that might think that they can be coasting a little bit. Uh, Maybe don't do that. No. I think somebody could catch up. I know it. Nobody is mathematically out of it at this point. So I would definitely encourage everybody who wants to be in the tournament, uh, which is Saturday, August 26th at the local 907 at 3 p.m. And uh, I think if you want to be in that tournament, you still have time to qualify. So get out there. You're still seeing a lot of crossover teams? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are out visiting other venues. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. 
All right, let's stop talking and start chalking. Are you ready to do this? <laughs> do you, you ever play that pinball game? It was no. a great pinball game. It was based on pool, and there was a, a voice that would come out and go, stop talking and start chalking. <laughs> okay. I thought you just said that because your brain told you to, and you well, didn't know where it came from. <laughs> well, my brain did tell me to do it, but I knew where it came from. All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> now it is time for the lightning round. Monica, what is your subject for me this week? It is Netflix original shows. Oh, okay. Yours is movie snacks. I like it when you ask me questions about food. <laughs> I thought you might like this one. <laughs> Since you offered me popcorn on the way, uh, on the I way did. in. Right I did. I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. That was like, oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first or second? I'm going to go second. All right. Here we go with the lightning round. Number one, and we're going to start with a multiple choice. Okay. According to a 2009 study, how many Big Macs equal the same caloric intake as a large movie popcorn with butter? Three, four, or six? Dang. Take that, multiple choicer. Ugh, you got me. <laughs> Let's see. I think it's... Is the first one three? Yeah. I'm going to say three. You're right. It is three. Well done. I know calories. Yeah. <laughs> now, what would you rather eat? Uh, a large movie popcorn with butter or three Big Macs? I would rather eat a small popcorn without butter. I'm not sure that was one of the, op- the options um, I gave you. Then I would probably eat the Big Macs. Oh, really? Yeah. If yeah. it's the same amount of calories, yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I might get more enjoyment out of it. At least you're getting some lettuce and pickles in the in the bargain. Also some meat. And some meat. That's true. <laughs> well, meat with you know. and like a large popcorn. Like, ugh. I will say this: without the butter, large popcorn or three Big Macs. I mean, large popcorn every day. Really? Oh my god! You like popcorn? I love popcorn. Oh. I am a salty, crunchy, salty eater mm. i'm not the sweets guy i love salty foods and popcorn fits the bill well big every macs time. aren't sweet no they're salty too what parks and rack cast member created and stars in the netflix show master of none that is aziz ansari correct fantastic yeah i've only seen a couple episodes but i love his stand-up mm-hmm. and loved him on parks and rec i like it when he says puppy <laughs> <laughs> oh come on ron i'm just a little puppy i ain't done nothing wrong i'm just a puppy hmm. i like your mustache i wish i could have one but i can't because i'm just a little puppy hmm hmm uh, question number two for you. Junior Mints were named after a Broadway show called Junior Miss, which starred what child actress? Was it Shirley Temple? 
It is Shirley Temple. Well done. You know, Junior Mints are my go-to movie candy. Oh, I love a good Junior Mint. Mm-hmm. You know what I was saying about being more of a salty guy? Yeah. Junior Mints are a definite exception to that. Yeah. I love that. That's Give me some favorite. popcorn and Junior Mints. Together, they're amazing. Oh, my God. When are we going to see a movie? What's a client? I got some free tickets. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Do you? <laughs> yeah. First, we have to find a movie that we want to watch. Is it, is it a Wonder Woman? Is it a superhero movie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> then we might have to wait a while. <laughs> yeah. Ten years, probably. <laughs> Question number two for you. Bill Skarsgård, star of the Netflix show Hemlock Grove, is playing what popular horror villain in a movie set to release this September? which is based on a 1986 Stephen King novel. Oh, you see the one playing Pennywise? He is. Now this this year, Skarsgård? This year? No, this is his brother. Oh, okay. This is Alexander Skarsgård's brother. And are Bill. they related to Stellan Skarsgård? That's their dad. Oh, my God. That yeah. is a whole, like, that is like, they're like the Baldwins. They're amazing. With talent. <laughs> well... They all have talent. Yeah, exactly. Not just one of them. Exactly. Not just Stephen. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> oh, Steve. Not just Billy and Daniel. All right. Question number three for you. What candy originally called Mars Men to capitalize on the sci-fi movie craze of the 50s was renamed in the 80s to capitalize on the Cabbage Patch doll fad? Sour Patch Kids. You got it. Yes. Now that is a candy I can take a leaf. Are you I a Sour Patch? I kind of like them. Yeah. I like not a bunch of them, but yeah. I like the taste of them like for a minute. That's the thing. It's like for like the first initial like sour thing is yeah. really good. And then after like Then you two just or got three, stuff that gets stuck in your teeth. Yeah. 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 It's a dental nightmare is what it is. <laughs> All right. Number three for you. What Jefferson Starship song was featured in the movie Wet Hot American Summer and was the opening theme song for its Netflix prequel show, Wet Hot American Summer, First Day of Camp? Wow. Okay. So, trivia people out there realize that there is a difference between Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, and Starship. Those are three different things. Jefferson Starship was a very small window, and they only had two real hits. I'm going to say the song is Jane. You're right. Yes. (laughs) They only had two hits? They had that song and a song called Find Your Way Back, where there are only two hits as Jefferson Starship. Okay. And then they cut off the Jefferson, brought Grace Slick back, became Starship, and then had a bunch of hits in the 80s. Oh, I see. Um... So that was a pretty big clue then. Yeah. If you knew that. If you know that. <laughs> yeah. People get the Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, Sharp Starship uh, thing wrong all the time. That's a that's a one to know out there for you uh, budding trivia masters. You don't know me? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the difference between them. Question number four. Uh, Steven Spielberg's movie E.T., made Reese's Pieces very popular in movie theater lobbies. What candy turned down Steven Spielberg in E.T.? 
it Skittles? No, it was M&M's. Oh, M&M's man. turned them down. And that's Skittles when he... never would have turned them down. No, Skittles would have been like, <laughs> bring it in. What is wrong with me? Yeah. No, yeah. M&M's, uh, they wanted M&M's to be the thing, and nobody thought it was... I mean, I still don't understand why, at that moment, you turned down Steven Spielberg. He had made Jaws. Yeah. He had made Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But he had just made a really terrible flop of a comedy called 1941, so maybe they weren't sure if there was going to be... Oh, he just made... Never mind. He just made Raiders of the Lost Ark the year before. Why are you turning down Steven Spielberg? They're like, we don't need your help. Everybody's eating us already. Do you see our hands? (laughs) Do you see chocolate on them? No. No, No, you don't. You just see weird colored candy marks all over. Yes, but yeah, but if you're a little high on LSD, you can really hear those colors. What show, which originally aired for three seasons on Fox, was picked up by Netflix six years after its cancellation? Is that Arrested Development? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was which a big you, clue because I was watching yeah, it. She was she was watching a she was watching one of the Liza Minnelli episodes uh, uh, when I walked in the apartment today. I should have considered that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you falter while you were asking the question, like right in the middle of it, go, what? Oh. Yeah. I tried to play it straight. Yeah. You did well. Thank you. Uh, question number five, last one for you. What chocolatey candy got its name from the manufacturer's failed attempts to make their candy perfectly round? Tootsie Roll? No. Milk Duds. <laughs> That means they tried to make it out of milk and it didn't work. <laughs> That's not what it means at all. <laughs> yep, they tried to make them perfectly round. They came out all lumpy and they said, well, we'll just call them milk duds and serve it because the kids are dumb. Last one. The Gregory Brothers, who run a YouTube channel called Songify the News, in which they auto-tune news interviews and viral videos, produced and were the inspiration for what? Netflix shows theme song. Oh, is that um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah. Oh, very nice. I didn't know they did that. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Now it makes totally sense. Yeah. Oh. All right. How did you do today? You got three. three. And how did I do? You got five. Oh, swinging for the fences. Man. Yeah. I thought I was going to get you on that last one. And I thought you were going to just roll the... Uh, like the movie snacks. I tootsie rolled it. <laughs> I got tootsie rolled. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is a lightning round. Unbreakable. Hey, alive, it. It's a miracle. Unbreakable. Hey, alive, it. With females are strong and Unbreakable. Hey, alive, it. It's a miracle. Unbreakable. Hey, alive, it. That's going to be, uh, you know, uh, fascinating transition. Do you want me to say it? Okay. Now it's time for game prep. <laughs> That's awesome. That is great. That is great. She opened up a can of game prep. 
I just watched the Parks and Rec episode where Leslie opens up a can of whoop ass on herself. (laughs) (laughs) That's another show besides Arrested Development. It's another show I want to start from the beginning and just go all the way through again. I love Parks and Rec. Let's get everybody prepped for this week's pub quizzes. August 1st, 1774, British scientist Joseph Priestley discovers oxygen in its gaseous state. Upon breathing it, Priestley said, The feeling of it to my lungs was not sensibly different from that of common air, but I fancied that my breast felt peculiarly light and easy for some time afterwards. You are the most amazing actor. Yeah. You remember when they had, like, those oxygen bars? Mm, I love a good oxygen bar. Do you know what it is? Oh, yeah. It's the oh. place where you could get, like, they put a little thing and you get, like, fresh Did oxygen. Did you do it? I've never done it. Me neither. I thought it was dumb. <laughs> the world is your oxygen bar. I know. Exactly. I'm exactly. not going to pay anybody. Well, especially if the oxygen bar is right next to the liquor bar. You're like, uh, the liquor bar, please. Yeah. <laughs> that, if, you're, like, if you're not an EMT, yeah, then I don't need an oxygen mask. That's true. Just told you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Good, because I needed to know, apparently. August 1st, 1981. MTV makes its debut, launching with the words, Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. First video was Video Killed the Radio Star by... The Buggles. Is that really who that's by? Yeah, The Buggles. God, it sounds like a kid's TV show. <laughs> Second video was You Better Run by Pat Benatar. That's her real name, too. She does not sound like a kid's TV show. No, she does not. Um, how big was MTV in your growing up? Pretty big. Was it? Yeah. What can you think off the top of your head? Favorite video all time. Something that's just, what's the first thing that pops up? I I actually really like music videos. Yeah. And I still watch them, like, yeah. on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. But the one I remember as a younger person was Black Hole Sun. Oh, yeah. Because it was super creepy and weird. When, like, the eyes would bug out. Yeah. And, like, the and faces like, would get longer. Yeah. And there was somebody, like, melting a Barbie doll and a yeah. barbecue or something. I just thought that was so weird, and I liked it. That's great. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, the first year of MTV, we didn't have cable. But I had a friend, this is, I'm 12 years old at this point. I had a friend who had cable uh, and go over to his house and stay the night. And we would stay up and basically just watch MTV when it was all that was, was just video, video, video. Yeah. And he had it hooked up through his stereo so he could get it in stereo. That was like a big deal at the time. Yeah. like MTV has to be in stereo. (laughs) So we would stay up and watch like, oh man. And it was great because it was like Def Leppard followed by Devo followed by talking heads followed by like how many rod stewart videos they played uh, over and over again i mean it was just like this really mishmash of stuff um there's a very good oral history of the channel called i want my mtv if you ever want to dive deep into how it came about and some of the sorted details on how some of the videos were made and all that Mm. sort of stuff it goes up to the point where it kind of became more of a reality tv channel which is what it is now 
Yeah, I mean, I was watching it when it was kind of in that transition. Right. So there were still music videos, like maybe half the time. Right. You start probably started watching right about like, that real world. Real world, Beavis and Butthead. Um, do you remember the game show Remote Control? Yeah. With, yeah. With I was like Dennis Leary was on that. Adam Sandler yeah. was on that. It was a really calling. And Quinn. then there was um what was the dating one? Singled out. Singled with out. Chris Hardwick. With Chris Hardwick and Jenny, and Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, August 2nd, 1937, the Marijuana Tax Act is signed into law, making weed illegal. That's when it all began. 1937. 1937. Yeah. Um, I think the next one is related. August 2nd, 1939, scientists Albert Einstein and Leo Zillard write a letter and urge FDR to develop a nuclear weapon. The Manhattan Project begins three years later. So, 1937, they say no more marijuana. Two years later, they're like, you know, we need to bomb the hell out of some people. <laughs> I don't think that's, uh, I think those are related. Well, now that marijuana is starting to be legal again, we can just stop bombing people? Let's, let's, let's do that. Okay. I'm in for that. Got it. Bongs, not bombs, everybody. <laughs> August 3rd, 1946, Santa Claus Land opens in Santa Claus, Indiana. It is the world's first themed amusement park. When it opened, it featured a toy shop, a restaurant, some Santa-themed rides, and Santa Claus himself made appearances. Today, it is known as Holiday World and Splashin' Safari, but it still has Santa-themed rides such as Comets, Rockets, Dashers, Seahorses, and Rudolph's Roundup. Dasher's she horses is hard to say. Dasher she horses. She shells dasher she horses by the seashore. It's well. Lovely. Have you ever been to? You were in the Midwest longer than I was. Santa Claus Land. I've never Just, even heard of it. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to figure out: was it named after the city, or was it just like? Was I, that already the city name? I I don't know. Indiana's weird. <laughs> But so I've never heard of Holiday World either. But and the Splash and Safari. But the fact that it's Holiday World and Splash and Safari, like how there's a theme park with like an attached water park, right? Is like that is standard. That's a Midwest. Yes. Yeah, that has to be done. Every theme park is going to have an attached water park. Well, like, I it, considering the summers out there, that's probably as it should be. Yeah. August 3rd, 1936, American athlete Jesse Owens wins the 100-meter sprint, the first of his four gold medals at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. He would go on to win gold in the 200-meter sprint, the four-times 100-meter sprint relay, and the long jump. Two side notes, Adolf Hitler was not happy. He wasn't happy at all. And Owens wore shoes provided by... Adi Dassler, who went on to found Adidas. Yes. All day I dream about uh, shoes. I believe that's what it stands for. Uh, yeah. I thought it was sex. I, ooh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about that's that. A, there's a song. Is there? Yeah. Can you sing it? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> it's by uh, it's by the band Corn. Oh well, then of course and it's you can't called sing it. Adidas, and oh, it's all day I dream about sex. Is the lyrics? I remember that from uh, from junior high. That was a big. That well, was... Corn made it into a song. Yeah. Well, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Corn. <laughs> <laughs> we all wanted it. They just made it happen. They're for us. extremely creative. Oh, with a K, creative. Yeah. August fourth, nineteen thirty-seven. The Society. I love this. The Society for the Booing of Commercial Advertisements in Motion Pictures. That's or amazing. SB Camp <laughs> is born in Little Rock, Arkansas. 30 members went to a movie in Little Rock and, according to the newspaper, emitted prolonged boos when commercial advertisements were thrown on the screen. That was according to uh, newspaper clippings. Now, that is two days after marijuana is is made illegal in the United States. <laughs> there are there's, there's, there's cause and effect here, guys. That's what I'm saying. But isn't that amazing that even back then they hated the ads and they were just... People yes. like they 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 congregated together and just booed every time it was God, up. I want to do that so badly. You need to start your own SB camp offshoot. I hate commercials. I hate them. <laughs> if I'm want, I rarely watch like regular TV that has commercials. But when yeah. I do, like I mute them. Yeah, because I cannot deal with it. Yeah, they're terrible. The only thing I like Infomercials. is if I can get like an old. <laughs> Like sometimes you can see this on YouTube. If you watch an old TV show or old like award show or something longer, and they still have the original commercials from like thirty years ago in in the uh, broadcast on the uh, on the video. That's yeah. what I love watching the older because you feel nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh my god, I remember that commercial. Mm, yeah. It's still a commercial. Yeah, but back then we didn't have any options. There were no skipping commercial options. We could just sit at home and boo. August 4th, 1961. Happy birthday, Barack Hussein Obama. Happy birthday, Barack. Please come back to us. Oh. I miss you. I mean, we could just spend a whole afternoon talking about that. But uh, let's just let's just say this, for me at least, mm-hmm. uh, greatest president in my lifetime, and I'm looking forward to what he does next as public service because I don't think he's done. I don't know exactly what he's going to be doing, but he's going to be doing something. That's a good way to leave it. Yeah, with some hope. Oh, yeah. The, I have the audacity of hope with Barack Obama. <laughs> the he, audacity of Puka. You know, I see him. I see him in like you know he's in his Hawaiian shirt and he's on the golf course and I see people going, "Why isn't he responding to things and why is he doing things?" Like the guy was president for eight years. He gets to go on vacation now. Do you know what it's like? It's like when somebody dumps you. Yeah. And then you like see pictures of them like having the best time. <laughs> and meanwhile, you're just like, and oh. you're just dying and depressed. Oh, yeah, yeah I guess that. I guess that's that's true. But you know Look what? Look how much fun he's having. He deserves to have a lot of fun I know, right now. He, does. he he went through. I mean, that was we just, were terrible. Yeah. He yeah. He'll be back. He'll be back. I'm I'm pretty sure of it. August 4th, 1992. Happy birthday, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Happy birthday. 
twin actors who made their debut playing Julian in the 1999 Adam Sandler movie Big Daddy and then played Zack and Cody for six years on the Disney Channel in the uh, shows The Sweet Life with Zack and Cody and The Sweet Life on Deck, which I think took place on a ship, if I'm not in a... uh, not really sure. Mm. Do you watch any of these shows, or these are past your Disney Channel watching? Yeah, I've never seen the Zack and Cody's. I've heard of them. I did not know they were twins. <laughs> yes, they're. Twins. I did see the movie Big Daddy, so I know who that kid is, and yeah. I did not know that that was two kids. I did not know that was two kids at first either. I did not know that they had grown up to be the Zack yeah. and Cody kids. I did not know it was Zack and Cody. So, yeah. Uh, happy birthday. They have the same birthday as Barack Obama. That's not too bad. They also have the same birthday as each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. I don't know how you figured that out, but that's right. Wow. That is weird. What are are the odds? What are the odds odds of two twins being born on the same day? In the same year. I know. It's got to be like, oh, I don't know, 100%? <laughs> I mean, close to it. Well, sometimes twins are born on different dates. That's true. That's I very think, true. I think like the the furthest apart twins is like over 30 days. Because one of them was born like premature. Oh, wow. And then I don't know what they did to keep the other one from being born, but they did something. I'm going to look that one up because that would make a hell of a trivia question. Mm-hmm. What's the furthest apart of twins have ever yeah. been born? Jeez. August 5th, 1957, American Bandstand made its national debut on ABC after seven years as a regional Philadelphia show. Dick Clark, who started hosting the show in 1956, would be its host until its last show in 1989. I was a pretty constant watcher of American Bandstand when I was growing up. Yeah. It was on Saturday. After the cartoons were over, it would kick in on ABC. It was was fun to watch. So was it kind of like white? kids soul train like, was, were they dancing yeah so american bandstand they would play a record and then they would show clips of people dancing it was very much like soul train okay. uh and then they had segments where they had people performing their songs they had the rate a record where they'd play clips of two records and a couple of young people would rate which one they thought was going to be the hit Oh, really? And uh, I don't know if they were how what their uh, batting average was on that stuff, but uh, that's what they did. And and yeah, that was that was it was like an hour long show of people dancing and records playing. I never saw it. Yeah, oh, I was I was not obsessed with that one, but I watched it a lot. That and Solid Gold watched a lot of Solid Gold with Andy Gibb and Dion Warwick was one of the hosts. Oh, I don't know what that is either. Yeah, another show where they basically just had acts lip-syncing to their records. So there was there was one that was like a British one. That, well, there was uh, Top of the Pops, which kind I think of, that's the one I'm thinking Yeah, about. which was, again, another one of those lip-sync shows. Yeah, so I, I saw a video of Nirvana mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. And they're like, they seem to not like the fact that they have to lip 
sync and pretend to play. Yeah. So like the guitarist is just like just like holding his hand straight out and just like moving it up and down, like not even touching the guitar. Right. As in like a fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some famous top of the pops. The one of them that I remember seeing was the Smiths doing a song. And Morrissey just, instead of having a microphone, got a bouquet of flowers and was singing into the bouquet of flowers. Uh, ones where people, they so were just, creative. I know. And then it's like some people just like not even playing at all. They were just like running around and trashing their instruments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think that you would be an American Bandstand person because Barry Manilow sang the theme song. Don't tell people how I feel about Barry Manilow. She loves Barry that Manilow. That is a secret. It is no longer a secret. Uh, I am outing your Barry Manilow-ness-ness. Done. Uh, it's done. Should I cut this out? No, it's fine. Because <laughs> I was going to end with a little bandstand boogie by Barry so Manilow. So if, if you want to go and, and to fuel on Wednesday night yes where Paul karaoke's you can get him to sing a Barry Manilow song and he is great at it I will sing I love Barry Manilow I have unabashedly <laughs> have plenty you of, sing it a I lot have, when I'm there and I feel like it's a secret nod to me it is a secret nod to you because <laughs> not a lot of people know the Barry Manilow but I I'm I'm a big Manilow fan <laughs> I, and I'm not ashamed you're a Mana fan I'm a Mana fan <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that was game prep. It is now time for tips and tricks. It's tips and tricks and tips and tricks. Everybody wants a tip and a trick. No, I think I'm done. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Classical music. Mm. Yes. So that eye roll you just heard <laughs> was Monica <laughs> being told that she had to eat all of her broccoli before she could have some ice cream. No, Mom. <laughs> So I have a quick trivia classical music story to tell. Okay. The first time I played with the team that I used to play with all the time. Yeah. I went down, played with them, and the place that we used to do trivia at had two audio rounds every night. And the second of the audio rounds was classical music, to which the entire bar groaned. Oh, I bet. And the idea was... Uh, the, you could either do the composer or the title of the piece. Either one. Right. So I played classical violin for about 15 years. And my mom is a classical musician and three of my sisters are classical musicians. So like professionally. Yeah. So we you so know your shit. I had that moment that uh the I got this moment where it's just give me like the paper. give me the paper, give me the pencil, <laughs> I got this. And I think I got seven out there was eight of them. I think I got seven out of eight correct. And they thought I was Dang. a genius. So So they're like, please come back. That was pretty much it. They won for the first time and they were like, you know, you can come back next week if you want to. <laughs> so 
but that's the only time I've ever uh, heard a classical music challenge. They are rare because people don't know the names and the composers. I mean, they've heard the names, the composers, but they can't always match it up. Mm -hmm. So I will give you that same thing. If you want to name it or name the composer, (laughs) you take, you take either one you would like to do and we'll get a little harder as we go. So let's see how this is. These are all pieces that you've probably heard. Yeah. Uh, So uh, let's try, let's go easy first. Right. So, of course I've heard this. Right. Do I know anything about it? Yeah. No, I do not. <laughs> you do not. So, where have you heard it? Uh, I'm pretty sure I've heard it in a cartoon. Okay. Well, it was used as the theme to the Lone Ranger for okay. many years. Which I've never seen. It is, uh, it's called the William Tell Overture. And the uh, the art the composer is uh, Giacchino Rossini. Rossini. Oh, right! I never would have gotten. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, Rossini is probably two pieces that you would need to know for Rossini. Uh, that is one, the William Tell Overture, and the other one is from the Bugs Bunny cartoon, The Rabbit of Seville. The mm-hmm. Barber of Seville is his other famous piece with the. Okay. I'm pretty sure that one was in cartoons too. Oh, like it's like running around things. A lot of these pieces are from cartoons. Well, that's how I'm going to know all of them. Unfortunately, in the cartoons, they did not teach you who made them. No, that's very true. Because then I would know. Let's see. Let's try this one. Okay. Very masterpiece theatery. Yeah. Good evening, and welcome to Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> Our story tonight is about Puka, <laughs> Detective Puka in Murder on the Couch, <laughs> Murder Face on the Couch. <laughs> All right, any cat uh, that spends its whole life on one of two couch cushions <laughs> forced to get rabies shot. <laughs> that was a good headline. I loved it. Starring Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> As Murderface. All right. Any ideas? Uh, is it Mozart? It is not Mozart. Okay. It is uh, Antonio Vivaldi. Totally. And that is a piece from the Four Seasons. And that is spring. That is spring from the Four Seasons. Was that in um, Fantasia? Fantasia? Could have been. It might have been. Could have been, yeah. I don't remember all the pieces. The one big piece that I remember from uh, from Fantasia is called Night on Bald Mountain. Oh, yeah. That's the big that one. That was the best from one. Mazorsky. yeah. yeah. Uh, that was in that trivia quiz. I remember that one because everybody was like, oh, my God, it's the he's on the mountain. Yeah. And the thing. <laughs> everybody could act it out. It's like, oh, he's in the big floppy hat <laughs> with, the, with the thing. And, yeah. Um, let's try this one. I feel like this one has the 
the word waltz in the name. <laughs> how, do you, how did you guess? <laughs> now, where have you heard this? Have you, do you know any pop culture that you've seen this in? This is a good thing for us to do, to connect it to a pop culture. I feel like it's been in a lot of cartoons, too. That's another one. It's been a lot of cartoons. Probably most famous in 2001, Space Odyssey. Oh, right, Where yeah. the spaceships and the satellites mm-hmm. are spinning. That is called the Blue Danube Waltz. Oh, I think I knew that, yeah. actually. And that's Johann Strauss. Yeah. Strauss and the waltzes. He was the waltz king. That's probably the closest I'll get to yeah. having a correct answer. Yeah. I'm glad we're not counting points in this one. We're not counting any points on this one. Nope. Uh, there'll be no points to count. No. <laughs> there'll be no. There'll be no points to count. Let's try this one, but I gotta get to the right section. That sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> so also, you get to play as loud as you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't have to. With him, with him, and this is uh, this is. Uh, you want to guess on who this is? No. Okay. This is Tchaikovsky. Oh, okay. And uh, all of his stuff is fun to play because it's all bombastic. Yeah. Except the ballets or the ballets he did, like Swan Lake or and, and Peter and the Wolf, have their delicate moments. All of his stuff has delicate moments. But usually by the end of the piece, you're just like... Laying just, it all out, yeah, going crazy. Yeah. So that song has been in a bunch of commercials, I think. Lots of commercials, lots of movies. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest scenes I think of when I hear that is the end of Caddyshack, where oh, yeah. the uh, golf course is blowing up. Spoilers for Caddyshack. Was it in... um? The move, the war movie, and there's like helicopters. Oh, you're thinking of Apocalypse Now? Yeah, that's is uh, that a different song. That's a uh, Ride of the Valkyries. Oh, right, by Richard That's Wagner. That kind of sounds the same. Though. Yeah, well, they're in the, in the they same both have realm. that same explosive. Yeah, both those are the, both Wagner is and that Tchaikovsky. Because I know no. that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, That's although, the one that I know. Although I could, I could put it in and then no, just be like, genius. don't pretend that I'm smart. Nobody's fooled. That is the 1812 Overture. It's the very end of the 1812 Overture okay. by Tchaikovsky. On, on the album that's listed here on Spotify, Tchaikovsky hits. He was on American Bandstand once. Yeah, exactly. I rated his record about a 76. <laughs> Had a good beat. You could dance to it. Uh, here is an oldie but a goodie, and we do mean an oldie here. Not Mozart yet. We're it. getting. You're getting close to Mozart. <laughs> I'm just gonna guess it every time. Uh, this is, is Bach. Bach. This is Bach. Okay. So Bach can be. Uh, Bach didn't do a lot of orchestral pieces. He did mostly stuff for either organ or harpsichord, but uh, that is from the Concerto Number no. Three, Brandenburg Concerto Number no. Three, uh, and as a violin player, we played that all the time. Uh, let's try this one. 
Well, I'm afraid to guess anything but Mozart now. This would be a good time to guess Mozart. Is it Mozart? This is Mozart. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Mozart kind of bridges the gap between Bach and Beethoven. He was kind of right in that middle ground where he's still doing some of the precision things that Bach did, but adding a little more romanticism, a little more flourish to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, this piece is called Eine Kleine Nacht Music, which means a little night music. Like in olden days. Does that mean baby making music? <laughs> is that like the Barry White of the day? Mozart was the slow jams. <laughs> yes. I knew it. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> A little out of clown of knocked music. Uh, so you can get knocked up. Uh, that's oh, funny. Oh, my funny God. Funny stuff. That's the funniest thing I've ever said. That, yeah. It's <laughs> true. I'm not arguing with you. All right. <laughs> Three more pieces that we're just going to play a little bits of, but these are things that you will hear in, again, cartoons and movies all the time. Okay. So it's good to know what these are called. Now, I don't expect you to know any of these. Uh, well, I've definitely heard it in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. But this, I don't know what it is. The piece is called In the Ho- In the Hall of the Mountain King okay. and is by Edward Grieg. Grieg uh, wrote that piece for the Pier Gent Suite in the Hall like it was of the Mountain King. titled by J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. It has a very much that sort of <laughs> that, that sort of feel to it. But yeah, lots of cartoons. I think in in movie trailers used a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of slapstick trailers will totally, use that. Totally, like Home Alone type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those songs, like if you heard it from the beginning, one of those pieces that it just, it's the same thing over and over again. It just gets louder and faster. Mm-hmm. So it's like starts off boom, 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 boom. And then by the end of does it, it's just going crazy. Does the Flight of the Bumblebee kind of do that to yeah. you? Yeah. Well, the Flight of the Bumblebee, Bumblebee kind of starts, fast. yeah, it's just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's Rimsy Korsakoff for those people keeping score at home for Flight of the Bumblebee. I knew the title. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, here's one for <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. If I had played it for you, would you know the title? Yeah, I would. Flight of the Bumblebee. I picked all the wrong ones. All right, try this one. This is another good horror movie one. Oh, God. I don't know it, but yeah. I know it's in horror movies. Yeah, a lot. Or was that something oh, else? It certainly could have been. I know they have like a creepy, like chorus. Yeah. Song. Yeah. It might have been this song. Yeah, or something very close to it. Yeah. This is uh, the song is called "O Fortuna." It's from a um, I don't know if it's an opera or what kind of piece it is, but it's from did a you piece say called "Ode Fortuna." Oh. <laughs> yes, I did. That's my song, my cat's favorite song. Ode for Tuna. Ode for Tuna. Gotta get some fish. Give me some fish. <laughs> Give me Luca. that good canned tuna. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> is that what they get on Thanksgiving? Is tuna? I do. That's so nice of you. <laughs> um, 
So that's from a piece called Carmina Burana, and the uh, the composer is Carl Orff. O R F F. Okay. Good to know. All right, last one. <laughs> Now, when you hear this, what do you picture? Can Can. That's the name of the piece, is Can Can. I got it! Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) We just ended on a high note. So that's by um, Jacques Offenbach, is uh, the name of that composer. He wrote it for uh, a, a piece called Orpheus in the Underworld. And that piece is just called Can Can. I think it may have been called something else at, at some point, but now it is basically just called Can Can. Nice. Yeah. So well done. I got one. Yay. I was going to say that without any prompts from you either. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was in a middle school choir, mm-hmm. we sang a song to that melody. Yeah. Like really fast. And it was all about pop. The whole song was about pop. About soda pop? About soda pop. Oh, interesting. And it was like really, really fast. And it took us like months to be able to do it. Do you by any chance remember? No, I don't remember remember any of it. (laughs) I don't remember any of it. All right, you, you've now on several podcasts teased out songs that you have sung at one point in your life and then not sung them. We need to, we need to remedy Wait, this at some point. Did I, did I sing the um, the preposition songs? No. Why I told you, you about that. You told me about them, but you have not sang them. Okay. To make up for it, I'll sing those if you want to hear it. Give me a preposition song. Okay, so let me give a backstory first. Okay. Eighth grade English class. I have this terribly mean teacher named Miss Love. Okay. Ironically. Mm -hmm. She decides instead of teaching real things that she wants everybody to learn every single preposition. Like memorize them. And there's like well over a hundred. Yeah. So we start out like just doing like little tests of like just the A's and then just the B's and so on and so forth. And then like the tests get bigger where you combine different ones. And then eventually there's a test of every single preposition. Okay. So this takes like half the school year basically to do this. (laughs) And my way of memorizing the prepositions was to write a little songs like tunes to where they all fit. That makes sense. And I rem- I still remember the A's and the B's. Okay. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the preposition song. Aboard, about, above, according to, across, after, against, along, amid, amidst, among, around, as for, aside, from, as well, as, at. Because of, before, behind, below, beneath, beside, between, beyond, but by, by means of, by way of. Well done. <laughs> that I, is great. I kind of wish I remembered the rest of them. <laughs> That's I, all I remember. I, I don't kind of wish you remembered the rest of them. I wish that was the whole show. <laughs> Every podcast I sing yeah. a new preposition song. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, I've I wanted at some point to do kind of a, a mnemonic episode where it's like how to remember different 
things. I think that would be really helpful for players. It's like to kind of, I don't have enough mnemonics kind of in my head. So Mm. that's not how I memorize things. It's not how I do either. Yeah. But if, if you're out there and you have a good mnemonic for like state names, state capitals, periodic tables, anything like that, let President us know. Stuff. Yeah, anything that like that. Good. We would love to hear what your memory devices are for things. So oh, send by the those way, in. those prepositions. Yeah. I got a total 100 on every single test wow. because of my songs. Of course you did. Of course and you I did. And I just sit there like singing it in my head while I'm writing them all down. <laughs> That teacher loved me. Yeah. I hated her. She was terrible. She didn't know that. Miss Love, if you're out there, your daughter's doing fine. Or your daughter. Your (laughs) student's doing fine. Mom? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is a weird way of revealing that that teacher is actually your mom. Oh, my God. She's here right now. Let's bring her out. Miss Love, from behind the couch. All right. It's awkward. <laughs> All right. Before we go, let's remind everybody where you host Monica. Tuesdays, Fitzgerald's in Ballard. Wednesdays, the Blue Grouse in Georgetown. And I'm Mondays at the Skylark in West Seattle. Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma. And Thursdays at the local 907 in Renton. All of those quiz nights start at 730. All of them are free. Skylark is all ages. Bluegrass is outside in this beautiful, beautiful Seattle weather. Mm-hmm. Oh, get there while you can because who knows when this it ends. This one's going to be great, too. This one's, yeah, this one's going to be a hot one. So get in there. And don't forget, if you're trying to uh, qualify for the finals of the Quiz Fix Summer Invitational, there is still time. You are not out of it. So get to your quizzes, go to as many as you can. And let us know that you're playing, and we will score you up. And as always, if you have things you want to talk to us about, if you have suggestions, if you have mnemonic devices, if you have Monica devices, if you have (laughs) any devices at all, or any advice at all, we'll take it all. Quizfix at gmail.com. Send us what you need to send us. Also, if there's a bar near you where you want a trivia to happen, oh, good point. let us know about that. Yeah, we are right now on... We're trying to look for another Thursday. We are on actually a fairly big expansion kick, and we're just starting this uh, phase. So if you are a bar owner or know of a bar that you're like, this needs to be happening at my bar... Let us know, please. Quizfix at gmail.com is the best way to get a hold of us. And you can follow us on Twitter at Quizfix. I am also at P. Chuck J. And Monica? At Shook a Baby. Yeah. You can do all that. And, of course, we're on Facebook and all the other places that we're supposed to be. By law, we have to have <laughs> social media sites. All right. It is required. Yes. All right, I think that is it for this episode. Thanks, everybody, for downloading, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.